Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I'm excited to introduce our guest today. This is David Gibson, and he is CEO of Gibson Reports. David, thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. What would you like the people to know about Gibson Reports? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. It's absolutely an honor. Uh, Gibson Reports, it's a oil field market research firm, uh, but we also deal in other areas of public data where we mine public data and build um, dynamic dashboards for it, as well as doing some uh, custom bespoke software development. Wow, you do all sorts of fun things then. Yes, sir. We gotta, we've, we've got to be able to diversify. That is important. Good idea. <laughs> You're smart to do that. Well, let's jump into our questions for the podcast. David, can yes, you share a, an experience, a success story, if you will, of team collaboration? Uh, well, the one that sticks out most to me and that I tell people about is uh, a couple of years ago when I was working at a oil field service company. Um, we had operations going in East Texas where we were operating on about five to six rigs. And now at the time, these rigs were probably running at a about $200,000 a day, day rate. Uh, which comes out to about $138 per minute if the rig's not running, or at least cost for running. Um, and we had a couple of issues um, with some of our equipment to where you know we were halting the, the rigs from working. Um, so the collaboration effort came down to me being able to get in touch with all these rigs that were it's about six rigs in about a 50-mile uh, radius of saying, hey, look, I need you guys with this equipment that's back up to take it over to this rig and then we grab this from this rig and move it over to this rig and then back and forth. Being able to do that shuffle, particularly in that instance and at that time frame in our industry was absolutely crucial. And having the whole team bought, uh, on board and bought into what we were trying to do, even though it puts some at risk while saving others, um, it was a very crucial moment is to be able to have uh, that team collaboration. Wow, great example of, of team collaboration and pulling together and, and making something work and to resolve that problem. That's a great example. Question number two, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to measure engagement. Tell me your thoughts. When I think of this question, um, anytime somebody asks me, I would say in general, to measure something, you first have to be able to define what are you measuring, right? And so team engagement, that's one of those things that's going to boil down to a company by company. So for me in particular in Gibson Reports, working with my business partner, my cousin, the way we measure our engagement is based off of our success in completing a task, right? If we're able to complete those tasks, I know that we are engaging enough and often enough to be able to move things forward. When the conversation between us stales and I get you know, pulled away to do podcasts or I get pulled away to do some other things, that's when things stop getting done. And I know that I need to be able to re-engage with him. So to be able to measure that, we still haven't quite figured that out, but we know how to be able to define it. And now we just need to be able to figure out a way to me measure it. That is a critical piece to be able to define it first. Then you can find ways to measure it. And it's different for every industry and every company and how they do that. But uh, great comment. Now, David, in your experience, what is one essential attribute of a confident leader? So for me, a confident leader, leader comes from having a competent background. You mm -hmm. can't have confidence without competence, right? And 
I wish that the word competence was used way more than people saying that they're confident about a situation. I'm confident I can ask this girl out. I'm confident I can get this deal done. As opposed to saying, I'm competent. I know how to do this deal. I know how to get this done. I have been here before. And so that competence and whatever the skill set or the, the leadership role, whether it's sales, uh, it's a technical role, or, or just you know uh, day-to-day things, having the competence of knowing what you're supposed to do, how soon you're supposed to get it done, and how to be able to train and audit those people that are working for you is what really makes the difference. Great comment. I like that. Competence fuels confidence. I like that a lot. That's exactly right. Question number four, is there someone that you'd like to recognize that has made a difference in your life? Uh, I would say the the person I want to be able to recognize the most is my mom. Uh, mm-hmm. As as strange as it seems, you know, people are like, oh, my mom. Well, my mom has helped me out professionally more so than anyone else ever has. Um, as you can see, like I've got a great video studio set up here. I grew up in a household uh, in the uh, in the videography and film business, mm-hmm. and I was on camera from a very early age. And it wasn't until I started my own business that I started to really leverage that and be able to say, hey, mom, could you come back and help me? And like, let's let let's build something and start creating content and doing some really magical things. And her having that background, her name's Rebecca Cunningham's Red, Red Flyer Media. Um, but her having that background and that leadership and having taught me a lot of things from when I was a kid has now absolutely been able to help me uh, in my professional career and being able to help my industry and my brand be able to grow significantly. That is a great recognition. Thank you for recognizing her. I love those kinds of stories when it's a, a close family member, a parent or a sibling. So that's a great, a great recognition. Thank you for recognizing her. Question number five is our last question. Tell us about your first job. Well, my first official job uh, was when I was in eighth grade. I was hired to work at a concession stand um, at the local little league ball fields, I got paid $6 an hour, um, and worked, you know, from early, early in the morning, all the way to the evening, slinging hot dogs, soft drinks, popcorn. The biggest thing I took away from that and learned about that is that most people don't know what they're going to order until you ask them, can I help you? And they're like, Oh, I've been sitting in line for five minutes and I haven't even thought about what I was going to order. And that's why concession stands are the lines at concession stands are so long because nobody's actually thinking about what they're going to order until they're at the very last second. <laughs> you know, I'm guilty of it. And I've, I've also been annoyed by it when it's other people. So I'm guilty both directions. <laughs> We've been in line for 30 minutes. You, you won't just a large Dr. Pepper. Just you get up there. Just tell them that. Think about what you want. That makes sense. Well, David, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? Thank you. Uh, the best way to be able to find me, uh, is on LinkedIn. That's where I do most of my social media stuff. Uh, Facebook and Instagram really don't matter to me that much. So, uh, LinkedIn, just David Gibson. Uh, you could also search the hashtag, uh, Vidor Locksmith. And then as well, uh, also Gibson reports on YouTube. We've got a whole bunch of content there from my LinkedIn lives and from sessions that I've done with industry leaders within the oil and gas business for our Vidor Locksmith show. Fantastic. Thank you. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can go to teamengagementpodcast.com. Again, that's teamengagementpodcast.com. Thanks so much for joining us and have a great day.